The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Death of the U.S. dollar is going to be on topic today. We're also going to talk about the the petrodollar and what's happening with that. Is Russia backing its dollar with gold? This seems to be out in the news. We want to get into that. And uh, what what could the lows be in the market? What could the highs be in the market? What's just happening in the physical precious metal market? But to to start. Let's look at uh, some of the things that have come, popped up in the news over the past week. Uh, Jerry, the Biden laptop is real. That, that came out this week after the election. They decided for some reason it's being put out in the news. I even saw it on NBC, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it just kind of goes to show this collusion between major media and government authorities um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face, if you will, to our intelligence that this is the type of stuff that's been going down. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to what's also happening in the gold market and why they try to obfuscate the gold market and make you think, oh, this isn't a commodity. Right. Right. This is something that's been pushed by mainstream financial media for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? You don't want to buy gold. Oh, gold's reached a peak. It's uh, it's volatile. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to we're going to demystify that. Um, throughout the course of this show. The other big thing that happened this week, um, did you hear about this Bitcoin um, hack? No, I did not. So the blockchain project Ronin says that hackers stole cryptocurrency worth almost $615 million from its systems. Mm-hmm. How safe is crypto? I, I don't know if it could be... Um synonymous with with gold as far as safe havens go it hasn't proven itself over centuries um gold has done that and it's proven proven itself over time but to be called a safe haven um i don't think bitcoin is it doesn't offer all of the qualities but back to bitcoin is it safe it's not as private as we think it is as they as the early pioneers had alluded to had they told us it was for our sovereignty for freedom etc but we know that you can track it, um, and it's going to be a difficult thing. I actually did notice the headline during the week, and it, the, the headline on that story was the hack can be – you can easily hack it, um, but try to use it, try to implement it, try to go go places with it, try to you know disperse it. That's the issue because it is that trackable and traceable. So ultimately, it's not something I'll put my, my nest egg towards and as far as trying to – find a proper safe haven it's not a safe thing so if if it's if it's stolen off an exchange then those those uh cryptocurrencies are trackable so that if they're used somewhere else they've they know who who took the funds i mean the blockchain is an open ledger it's a public it's a ledger system that you know you should be able to figure out where you know which wallet was used, how it was used, where it went. So I'd, I, again, I haven't uh, dabbled in the crypto market myself for a while. I own some cryptos, but it was some more of a set it and forget it play. Throw it at the back of the safe. I have my lottery ticket. If it, if it goes up, great. If it doesn't, you know, whoop de doo. I, I 
you know, I, I took a chance. <laughs> right. Okay. So it, it just part of uh, another diversifier, if you will. But they did they did freeze the the off ramp, if you will. There when when they had the emergency act, and it was they did say something that they would freeze the off ramp, saying, "Yeah, you can own it as much as you want, but you're not going to be able to get it back into a Canadian bank." I guess mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, and that's the issue with anything digital, any type of digital asset is. Capital controls. They could easily turn on the switch or turn off the switch, uh, off off ramp you this way or lead you towards that way. Uh, you are you don't really have ultimate control of your money if you ever want it, if you ever need it, if you need to access it. Every if what if everyone tried to access it at the same time, that could be an issue as well. Let's talk about fear. There's a lot of people come in to our offices. You know, where where would you put people on on the fear scare fear scale? What t- how would you characterize this this fear? Is it healthy? What are you seeing with the clients that you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Well, early on in, in my you know regarding my tenure here at Guildhall, I've been here for about eight years now, almost nine years. And one thing that I've always used and employed from the very beginning was a scale, a blue sky or gray scale, gray sky scale. And I actually employed it yesterday with someone who wasn't sure. He, he had many fears out there. So I said, if you were if you were Total blue sky, which would be a 10 on the scale, and total gray sky, which would be a 1. Whereabouts would you fall? He's like, I think I would be a 3. And I think the average is about a 3 or 4 these days, as opposed to when we started. When I started here, it was a lot more blue sky, a lot of 7s and 8s. So you really had to make a case for the gold. Nowadays, the gold and the silver argument is selling itself. We're like selling, you're not even selling anymore, Jeremy. The, the, the case for gold is so loud and apparent. You know, leads people who were all about the stock, bond, and cash approach to be totally open and welcome to the idea of I need gold now. And if we look at the the, the headlines now from Dow Jones Market Watch, they had a comment on the gold situation in, in in Russia, and now is the time for people to start opening up their retirement portfolios and acquire gold like Russia. Oh, they were so saying that it's totally mainstream now. Um, well, I want to stick on this on this because I I do think that in some ways. Fear is a great motivator of waking people up on the same in the same breath. Fear can also keep people asleep. Yeah. Um, what, what do I mean when I say wake up? What I'm talking about is when when you're saying case for gold. OK, we're literally looking at the book by Edward G. Griffin called The Creature from Jekyll Island, mm-hmm. which is about right the second look at the Federal Reserve and how it was created and understanding that the Federal Reserve system is not. For, is not a public system. It's not. There's nothing federal about it. It's a bunch of private entities, which means the fu- the money or fiat currency that they create and give and and basically loan to the government that then issues it to you. You owe that back with interest to a private entity, right? Um, they say on the back, which is a the, a quote from Willie Nelson. There, scary. The story of the world banking system. Enough said. The world banking system, we're going to get into that a little bit later when we talk about what's going on with uh, with Russia, the ruble, with the petrodollar. But I think this is kind of the bigger wake up that people are starting to understand, wait a minute, you know, we pay how much in income tax, how much in, in, in provincial tax, what's the inflation rate? I mean, some people are paying up to 70% of everything they earn is going out the door. And that's the fruits of your labor. Right? What's left? Right? Mm-hmm. It makes you a debt slave. And why are you a debt slave? And how is this system created? You know, the World Economic Forum talked about 
you know, their their 2030 plan and and everyone knows about it now. I mean, it's it's gone mainstream. At least it might not be on on, you know, the nightly news, but you could talk to many people and they're at least aware of it that oh yeah, yeah, the plan is you'll own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I also find the reason I'm talking about this is because some people come to to buy gold and they think, well, will the government confiscate it? Will will it be taken away from me? And or or am I buying gold because I feel like we're going to end up as Venezuela one day? I mean, those are you're you're waking up on the one hand, but then you've got fears on the other hand, right? It's like a it's like you know, you've got these voices in your head saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to buy gold because I think we're going to go the way of Venezuela. That would be, I guess, a two on your scale, right? Mm-hmm. A two or a one. one on your scale. And, you know, I, I think I think in that way, wait a minute, I, you know, Nazis in Germany physically confiscated wealth. They went into people's homes and took out Gustav Klimt's and, and, and jewelry and assets and personal items and they literally stole it they took it that's that's a that's a that's real confiscation right so what's the what's the idea then you say i don't want to own these things i I refuse to own art because it could be taken away from me one day well then the world economic forum already won Hmm. why buy a house you already have it in your mind that why should i own anything right right whereas what we're trying to do is a complete opposite we're saying no 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 you want to de-digitize your wealth. You want to be sovereign. You want to be own. out of the system and say, I own physical gold. No one can take that away from me. Mm-hmm. It would be illegal, right? It's much easier to take away something that has counterparty risk. Like when you put money in a bank, you're a creditor to the bank. Mm-hmm. Right? That's correct. There's a counterparty there. Yeah. If you own a stock, there's a counterparty. There's digital. Correct. Anything digital can easily be, oh, it was a glitch. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's sim- let's put it that way. Anything digital could be glitched. Exactly. Right. So when you own physical precious metals, you're out of that. And so the idea is to diversify away and just diversify a bit into being sovereign. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. All right. That was my little soapbox thing. The Love number one eight seven seven eight silver. The the website guildhallwealth.com. So with that said, let's talk about what's happening in the rest of the world because the big things that are happening is with Russia, the ruble. Gold, Saudi Arabia, the petrodollar, all of a sudden they're saying, well, maybe we won't just accept the US dollar, which that could have major consequences on the ruble. And another big story is, do you remember, Jerry, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Stop the Russia Gold Act and how the LBMA decided to take down a bunch of gold refiners from Russia? Mm-hmm. Well, there's an article out by Ronan Manley um, who talks about the consequences on the platinum and palladium market. And I think we should talk about what happened in that market. And did they, in fact, also delist platinum and palladium as well as gold? So we'll talk about that. In the meantime, if you want to become sovereign, if you want to de-digitize your wealth, contact us. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We follow... The, the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. The idea is you want to own physical, physical, physical. You want to protect yourself, protect your wealth, protect your family. This is the time to do it. Give us a call. You can buy direct. You can store it in, a, in an independent vault facility outside the banking system, fully allocated, fully segregated, unencumbered product. And you can even do that exact same formula inside a registered account. Imagine 
having physical owning your own physical gold and silver in your RSP or TFSA that's physically stored in a vault outside the banking system. I love it. I, even to this day, we've been doing it for over six years, and I still think what a novel concept. It's amazing. So the number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, did you see that article about Ronan Manley? I missed that one, no. Okay, so it was a pretty long article. It was pretty dense. Mm-hmm. Um, the takeaway, the gist of it, and I'll put it into the notes for, for the show today when we okay. put it up on YouTube. We'll put it out onto our Telegram channel as well. The gist was that the LBMA delisted several gold refiners out of Russia. Right. So they couldn't export the gold. It wouldn't be accepted on the global stage. But surprisingly, they didn't delist platinum and palladium. And the reason that um, Ronan Manley discusses is that they're too strategic of resources. They need it too much. They need platinum and palladium for, you know, palladium for catalytic converters in cars because it, it, you know, for emissions reasons, they need platinum for all sorts of chips and things like that. So at the end of the day, these sanctions are, well, if it's convenient, we'll sanction it. And if it's not convenient, then we won't sanction it, which kind of puts, brings the whole thing into question, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's going to eventually hit, uh, hit the platinum and palladium markets as well. Um, it is that important, but just as important is the gold and the silver. They're just as important, just as strategic of a metal as, as platinum palladium. So not surprisingly that this is the type of hardball the LBMA is trying to play. They have no moves. They have no counter moves. Um, it's just it's just a, a ploy, and I think it's it's a ploy that will fail. We saw the ploy initiated weeks before it caused the Russian ruble, their currency, to basically collapse. Now they're making counter moves. The Russians have counter moved that, and now their Russian ruble has pretty much doubled since then and now above where it left off. So very interesting and funny. Okay, <laughs> moves and counter moves. So you have the, the central bank globalization, right? How do you know? Because you see this, the European central banks drop rates at the same time as the American banks and, you know, vice versa. You know, they're all kind of colluding. Bernanke did a world tour and got everyone, got everyone on board after 2008. But there's no doubt that there's a central bank system that has come to its end because they've printed too much money and mm-hmm. it's over. So, I mean, even Larry Fink talked about that and we mentioned it in, in our last week's show that you know, he says the Russian-Ukraine war is ending globalization. And upon and on that line, Jerry, one of the ways you see that happening is that Russia is now saying, okay, you want to buy things from us, commodities, gas, whatever it is, you got to buy it in rubles. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, I've also been hearing through, all, through a lot of the videos that, that I, I check out throughout the week that they're saying they've pegged the, the ruble to gold. Is that right? There, there has been uh, a sort of a pegging of the gold price or the ruble to the gold. So this was announced last week, March 25th. Uh, Pavel Zavalny, the head of the Russian parliament through the central bank, 
made some announcements. On March 25th, Russia's central bank announced they will buy gold from credit institutions at a fixed rate of 5,000 rubles per gram. So it's about $50, $50 a gram. So the announcement says that they'll be doing this. And there's 31.15 grams in, in troy ounce. Ounce, troy, grams in troy ounce. Thank Correct. You. So they're going to be buying the grams or ounces of gold at this fixed rate from the 28th of March through June 30th. The established price level, he mentions, makes it possible to maintain a stable supply of gold and smooth functioning of the gold mining industry in the current year. After the period specified, so ending of June 30th, the purchase price of gold can be adjusted, can be revalued, taking into the account the emerging balance of supply and demand from the domestic market. So he actually says further, if countries, other countries want to buy oil, gas, and other resources, or anything else from Russia, he says, let them pay in either hard currency, and this is for... For is this is gold for us, he says, or pay as it is convenient for us, which is the national currency. In other words, Russia is happy to accept your national currency, the yuan, the lira, the ringgits, or whatever, or rubles or gold. And for them, that no longer means the U.S. dollar. It means gold. He says, in conclusion, the dollar ceases to be a means of payment for us. It has lost all interest for us. And he called the greenback no better than candy wrappers. And that was a mic drop. That was probably the biggest saber rattling in this financial war. The, the move in the counter move, this was the biggest counter move, Jeremy. So Russia's decided, okay, you want to sanction us? We're, we're done with the dollar. We're not going to play ball anymore. We're gonna, you want to buy its rubles. Maybe, they'll, maybe they can accept yuan as well. Who knows? They've got, they've got those relationships. But also pegging to gold. I think that's very interesting. And you were mentioning before we got on air about arbitrage. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what arbitrage is and how Russia may be doing that right now? Absolutely. So because of the issue with you know, the, gold, the Russian central bank not able to acquire or bring back the gold home, what they have done in Russia was to offer a premium. So the premium, you're saying, sorry, you're bringing, you're saying, if they're holding gold overseas, they're freezing their they gold. They froze accounts. the gold account, so they can't bring that back on. So right. what do they do? So how do we get the gold back in? So what Russia has done, they have set a premium over the gold spot price of let's say 1930 U.S. dollar spot. They've offered an eight percent premium over that to make their buy price very attractive to the global mm. global sellers. Right. So it's going to funnel all of that gold in from credit credit institutions, credit com, co countries, and this is going to cause a very big impact here in the West, because what we do know is the entire Western banking system, which takes the short side of derivative transactions in gold, will find itself increasing. Just difficulties will be amassed through this 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 arbitrage that is potentially underway. Based so, in, in some ways, what that means as well is they're saying, but and we got to talk about the Russia Gold Act then in this case because what that means is is it's well, I'm just going to take my business and sell my gold 
to Russia because I'm getting a premium for it now if mm. I if I'm in the market to sell. If that makes sense, if they need the liquidity, they sure would. So that's so Russia's willing to buy it, and you know what? China did that recently too. Remember, they were willing to buy from mines at a much higher premium on things just to make sure that they were part of the supply chain. We actually should have taken a note of that mm-hmm. because now you're looking in the at. at the market, the retail market, and it's the same thing. There's, yeah. a, there's a higher premium on it, and people should be thinking, yeah, I should be happy to pay the premium to get it. Uh, Paul was just saying, um, the I think the cost on Silver Eagles is something like $12. $12. $12. And that's the wholesale, yeah. not retail. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to pay from a wholesaler, $12. It's absolutely crazy. It was laughable, but you know what? That is the real price of physical. Yeah. But back to this, I mean, as we know, the the bullion banks, what they do, they rely on central banks and the Bank of International Settlements talking about the derivatives, derivatives that these banks operate with and the stress that these derivatives will be under. Because what they do is they use these these derivatives to backstop the market with physical, physical liquidity through leases and swaps. But unfortunately for them, uh, they won't be, have access to it because when you have markets – uh, looking to have to repatriate that earmarked gold, those paper markets, those derivative markets, everything that pretty much runs on the comics are up in smoke. So the spot price that we're seeing, the the target, literally, the crosshairs are on the comics and the spot price. So in short, Russia appears to be initiating this squeeze on gold derivatives in the Western capital markets by exploiting diminishing faith in Western institutions and pretty much their cavalier treatment of foreign Russian property rights. Let, let's talk about the diminishing trust, okay? we Last week, we talked about the IMF discussing that there are many countries around the world that are have seen the freezing of assets on a national level and are concerned about that. Their blue sky, gray sky scale is down to a two on the gray scale, and they're saying, well, maybe we should diversify away from the dollar because what if they decide to freeze us for whatever reason? Um, I think the fact that they're putting that out there and they're mm-hmm. diversifying away from the dollar is extreme in mm-hmm. the sense that those dollars now come back on shore to the U.S., mm-hmm. which means their do- that means there's even more dollars chasing less amount, less goods. Good point. So that's going to cause – more inflation. Mm-hmm. It almost it also almost starts to make sense why the administration would talk about shortages mm-hmm. and price rises because of these shortages. Right. That's because there's more money chasing less, less and less. Yeah, and people are going to buy now, right? Pull it forward and say, let's forward. buy it now because mm-hmm. it's going to be more expensive later. That just puts more more um, pressure hmm. on physical things. So, yeah. and we're seeing that we're seeing that here in the market as well. I mean, we're seeing so many new buyers come in into the market who were totally blue sky last year, even the year prior. Uh, no need for gold, no need for silver, but they're now coming on board asking for the, the small one-ounce bars. I need the one-ounce bars to trade and buy buy bread. They're totally gray sky at this moment, Jeremy. And you know what? To buy now and to not worry about it, you do achieve a sense of peace of mind uh, when it comes to your finances, because with gold and silver, you can pivot. With gold and silver, you're independent from all of the madness and financial currencies and, 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 and swaps and default swaps and derivatives. The gold has nothing to do with that. And on the point of the derivatives and swaps and all of that, um, it's complicated 
to understand. I mean, even I, I, it still does my head in sometimes. But suffice to say, think of it like this. Gold is the peak of an inverted pyramid. Mm-hmm. That's it. Gold is the peak of an inverted pyramid. And when, when a bank starts to distrust another bank and a company starts to distrust another company and they say, no, nope, uh, uh, a loan rolling over won't do, I need to be paid. Or nope, I need to. I need the assets. It's you know the chips are down. Mm-hmm. They stop trusting each other, and the inverted pyramid starts to fall apart. And when that inverted pyramid starts to fall apart, you need the safety of an actual physical asset. Because at the end of the day, he who owns the gold makes the rules. So that's what we're talking about. There's there's derivatives, paper, and then there's the real thing. And in a market like this, where there's lots and lots of paper. You want to have the sovereignty and the safety of knowing I have that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's very different, Jerry, than what you sometimes hear of people thinking, well, I'm going to need it to barter. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to need gold to barter? Are people going to use gold to barter? I really don't uh, subscribe to that notion anymore. I used to have that idea. Uh, we see that in places like Venezuela and third world nations. You may need that. But us being up here in Canada uh, with close proximity to the U.S., I more or less see the gold and silver that I own as a way to pivot, as a way to convert. Yes, we do have a currency problem, and the currency may have a finite lifespan. You know, for the Canadian dollar, it could be a few more years. Who knows? But we know there's a life lifespan coming, and whatever new currency comes gets introduced, hopefully it will be gold backed. I will be able to convert my gold into that new currency, and that and that is the point. You have. Um, you have an ability to pivot and to roll into a new currency. That's the whole point. It's a store of value, not something I will use to buy bread. Well said. A liquid, hard asset store of value. This is what real money is. And I was just listening to an interview with Jim Rickards, who wrote Currency Wars, and he talked about the the concept of moneyness. That mm-hmm. at this point in the in the game, people don't really understand money. You know. How many conversations about cryptocurrency have we had where the thoughts being put on on the table for discussion have nothing to do with actual money? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's crazy, these conversations you have. They, they really veer off from the concept of, well, is it a store of value? And, you know, they throw out some of the concepts, but you have to put them all together to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's, to, you know, it's, uh, there's a finite amount. Yeah, but you can divide it infinitely, right? <laughs> yeah. So what's the point? It, there's no um, point. things like that, and and obviously the fact that you can it can be stolen so easily in some cases if you don't really really lock it down in a way um, is is troublesome to me personally. So I really don't see them as the same. Um, I'm just bringing that up as a concept of of you know understanding money is the, is the point. So and of course that's why we're here. It's the real. Money Show on AM640, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about de-dollarization, and it, as we look out on the, on the world stage, we see that 
we put out an we talked about an article where the IMF said that certain countries are looking to cut their their dollar reserves because they have they have a fear of of US sanctions potentially. We've looked at Russia accepting rubles, no longer US dollars, and they're looking at a a a temporary gold peg that could be updated in a few months. We've also seen Jerry that Saudi Arabia uh, there was an article out recently. Saudi Arabia is willing to accept yuan now, which is basically the collapse of the petrodollar. The mm-hmm. petrodollar being in the 70s, they lifted the gold standard. The U.S. needed something to maintain the world's reserve currency status. So Kissinger gets on a plane, goes to Saudi Arabia, says, look, we'll give you protection but you make sure that everyone has to buy oil, which makes the world go round in energy, that they have to buy it in U.S. dollars. That means everyone's got to have U.S. dollars in their bank accounts to pay for oil out of the Middle East. Sound good? They said, sounds good. That was the petrodollar. That mm-hmm. meant that the world's reserve currency of the U.S. dollar maintained itself. Well, now Saudi Arabia is w- willing to take another currency. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's not the biggest nail in the coffin – of the reserve currency status for the U.S., I'm not sure what is. And then you you match that with what's going on in Russia and all the other deals where people are avoiding um, the U.S. dollar, which brought me to Instagram, Jerry. Uh, did you did you see this one? I'm going to show it to you while we're so what I, what we're looking at is uh, four regimes that tried to go off the dollar standard. Oh, yeah. um, right there one. was. Um, Saddam Hussein dropped the dollar in 2000. He wanted to do the euros. You had Gaddafi in 2009. And then in Syria, they tried it in 2006. And then now you've got um, Putin dropping the dollar in 2022. Now, we know how it turned out for the others. Right, exactly. The question is going to be what happens in, in Russia. But again, this comes back to, you know, Larry Fink from BlackRock saying this is the end of globalization and what is meant by globalization is the central bank system, Mm -hmm. is the dollar reserve system. The globalization is based on everyone using this financial system that is made for and by the elites. Right. And that appears to be ending. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anything Um, to add? No, I'm, I'm optimistic that is exactly what is happening. They weaponized oil. That's what it was. The oil was that pegging, and the U.S. got its world hegemony through the control of the oil oil reserves, and pricing oil in the U.S. dollar was the way to go. Um, now we are seeing the end of this window, the end of the pegging, the end of this important peg, because countries have reestablished connections with each other using their own currencies. And this is why – this is – the very notion of why I'm so optimistic about this move, because it is an anti-globalist uh, strategy. We are now appreciating the sovereign currencies of individual nations and moving away from oil, moving away from oil and showing and pivoting towards the more important uh, asset class, which is gold. Yes, we all need oil, and but we have seen the corruption that has happened through the oil fields over the over the course of history. It's a very dirty market. We we are seeing what's happening with you know as we're seeing issues with Burisma that are going to be coming to light with the with the with the laptop. We're, all of that data is going to be coming out very soon, and you know we can see that in order for us to move towards a healthier 
um, global economy. We need sovereignty, and we need to pivot away from that oil, that old, dirty oil business, and to move it towards a solid, honest money system into gold is the way to go. It almost comes as no surprise that people are naturally moving to gold as a means of protecting their sovereignty, of saying, well, you know, maybe I don't want that much, maybe I don't need that much cash in the bank. Maybe I'll look for another way to hold it. And I don't think it's necessarily because of uh, government overreach. I think the biggest issue with it is the inflation side of things, which is that um, inflation, you know, they say it's 7%. It's more like 15 And that reminds me, Jerry, um, I don't know if you caught the the Jim Rickards on on Stansbury Research with Daniela Cambone. And he put out something in they, – they had an interview late December and he, he – uh, in that interview, he said, no, no, and, and the inflation, we've, we've hit a peak. It's, it's over, right? Um, he had to walk that back. He had to walk it back. He maintained it's more about um, supply chains than, than the money or the cash, I should say, or the currency. Um, I tend to think still personally that it's – you know, you're going to have all these countries on sh- – uh, like getting rid of their dollars and it's going to be all onshored onto the U.S. and there's a flood of currency mm-hmm. coming their way. I think that's just part of a bigger trend. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting that he had to walk back inflation, that it's mm-hmm. it's still here. And then you've got demand destruction, as we talked about in the last show, that, look, it, things are going to get harder to get and therefore the prices are just going to be more. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have people saying, look, my income isn't keeping up with the pace of inflation. I need a raise. Right. Bosses are going to say, "Okay, fine. You get a raise. You get a raise. You have to we have to let you go. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what's going to happen next. And eventually people are going to say, you know, look, uh, it's food or pay the rent. Mm -hmm. These rents are out of control, especially here in Toronto. Eventually Mm -hmm. they're just going to say, I'm not paying rent. Yeah. And then they're going to say and then the landlord's going to say, I'm going to have to sell. Mm -hmm. Well, what is the daisy chain that we could be looking at, Jerry? You know, with the whole flood of money coming back in, that's going to exacerbate the tool that's dual fold. You have the flood of currency coming back to coming back in the lap to the U.S. and even in Canada, perhaps. Um, but the, the demand destruction, everyone's flooding towards items. So this is a dual fold, um, you know, issue and, and impacting prices. Um, we are we are going through some figures of of some inflationary data and um, uh, you know because the CPI and PCE don't include. F- food and fuel, the actual inflation rate is north of 13 to 14%. And as you have the, the money supply coming home to roost, this inflationary data can start to accelerate at, 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 a, at an outstanding pace, at a scary pace, one that would look like uh, a Venezuelan-style hyperinflationary system, uh, a situation. But what is interesting to note, ever since last week when, or this week, when the Russia, Russia decided to peg and bring the gold to a certain standard per ruble. It it not only it, it not only uh, settled the ruble or caused it to you know recover, but they were able to lower the interest rates. It actually put a control to inflation. So we see the effect, the immediate effect, almost in a week or two weeks, of what gold can do for every single system out there, including Canada. If so- Canada can do something with the national gold here, then we can probably safeguard the, the good old Bank of Canada. So, you, so in some ways you're saying gold could instantly uh, sol- solidify the dollar and put strength back in the dollar just by backing it. 
And in some ways, it kind of goes to what, what Churchill always said. The U.S. never failed to do the right thing after exhausting all other possibilities. We could wake up one day and the U.S. says, that's it. We're just going to back it by the dollar. By the way, open the vault. There it is. It's all. It's been there the whole time. Ah, we'll see. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Let's talk about where gold and silver are headed next and what could the potential downside be to these markets at this point. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's the Real Money Show on AM 640, the number 18778 Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, gold is the peak of an inverted pyramid. There is not many assets. There's a finite amount of assets in the world and an infinite amount of debt at this point. All of this money, all of this wealth that's digitized, that's in in equities, in paper, is going to try to find somewhere to hide. And gold and silver are certainly going to be benefiting from that if they're not already benefiting from it, as we can see from the short uh, the shortness in supply. So in light of that, talk about leading a witness, what is the downside potential in this market? You know, if I'm new to the market, should I be waiting to see if I can pick up some silver sub $20? Should I be, is there a, a day or time of the week that I should be looking to buy gold on a dip? What, what do I do if I'm new to the market? Do I, do I play these games? Do I try to be savvy and pick up on the best prices? Newer buyers usually do. We have this notion that we need to price track and buy on the dips, which is normal. You know, you're buying stocks, you're buying options. You want to, you want to, Buy on buy on the low and position for some topside. As I always mention, whenever I buy personally, the prices tend to drop. But I don't really care because I know the reasons why I'm buying the assets. Um, so far, gold and silver and platinum, palladium have uh, the biggest quarterly gain. We're wrapping up the first quarter, biggest quarterly gain in over two years, as reported by Reuters on in Ukraine crisis, more so on inflationary fears. And we had one. A senior market strategist from RJO Futures, he wrote, the geopolitical situation has been dragging on for a month now, and inflation data continues to rise. So overall sentiment in this market right now is people looking for safety. And he sees also that regarding a pullback in the gold prices, we could see a pullback in gold if there is some positive news that comes out of Russia-Ukraine conflict, but that's relatively it. But I think as traders will look, we will look at that as a buying opportunity because of the inflationary fears. So overall, inflation, is it continue to trump the Ukraine crisis? If there is peace, if there is war, if there is peace, it really doesn't matter because you have runaway inflation. And with runaway inflation, this is why we're seeing a rise up in every single commodity. Right now, gold and silver are lagging the commodity space, the cheapest out of all the commodities. So this is a huge buying opportunity. Where we're going? We could probably see gold's, you know, the pullback of about a support of 1880. Silver, it's going down by quarters. It goes up a quarter, down a quarter. Uh, right now, we're hovering around 2450. We could see a 24 level support, 2425. Buying the dips if you want to, but you have to be very mindful as Canadians what the loonie is doing as well. The loonie is looking pretty good, so you may want to take advantage of that as well. And also, what's available on the dip if it happens? Um, I was listening to Wall Street Silver. It was with David Morgan. He's the silver guru. If you're new to the market, check out some David Morgan stuff um, on YouTube. You'll learn a ton about the silver market. Um, he said, yeah, you know, look, the, the price could go to just below 22, eh, right? That's, that's pennies to the downside. 
in, in terms of where we are. Now, the bigger question is going to be, are you going to be able to buy at that price? Is there anything available at that price? We saw a tiny dip this week, Jerry. And man, the e-store picked up a lot. Like, And it, it, we're only talking like a 50 cent move down and it, people were jumping on the, the lower price. Mm-hmm. And where we are in terms of inventory is unlike uh, a year ago, two years ago, we'd, we don't have, and no retail market has this, no retailer has this, a full complement of inventory and different products. You know, we used to be able to say, well, here's four different gold products that you can choose from. Here's a variety of silver bars in different sizes and different coins. Whereas today it's just not happening. There's product coming in, but it's it's going out faster. So there's a, a lot of management of product. So it's it's actually easier to say, here's my budget. What can you put together for me? We put it together and kind of say, what do you think? Is this is this kind of what you were thinking? Um, you know, people who have established relationship, they might be willing to wait a bit of, a, a while for some product. But if you're new to the market, we tend to want to be able to deliver that immediately. So mm-hmm. this is what we're up against. The plane is on the tarmac. The engines are running. There's a few seats left. And it's going to take off one of these days and any minute now kind of kind of feeling. And that's it. It, it. Where are you going to get it at that point when the market really starts to take off? And I think these markets are being held back. They're, they're just waiting. They're just waiting for those last few passengers to get on. And I would, I would view it as that last minute windows open opportunity to get into this market. Would you agree, Jerry? I would agree 100%. What is the catalyst going to be? The catalyst for this market can be either the interest rate hikes that are coming up in a few weeks in the U.S. They have priced in 50 basis points. This is going to be a market where the the market where people will be flooding in from risky assets, which would be stocks or whatever you're in, into precious metals. We just need a, a dose of a population, maybe a one percent of the population, to jump into this market to exacerbate the prices even further, snapping those shorts. As we're seeing the short squeezes on not only in silver market but on the gold market as well. This is the market to jump into right now because where we are headed, we're going to be headed into areas we have never seen before. And for a long time, we're going to have a decades-long bull run as what Goldman Sachs has been quoted as saying, this is the beginning of a super cycle in precious metals. So why wouldn't I want to get involved now? Why would I wait for a 20-second, 20-cent drop in silver or 30-cent drop in silver when this market can go to the $600 level? Please, like this is not the time to be doing that I mean, with, with your please, insurance. Please, please guys. <laughs> you know, this is what this is all reality. I, I had this conversation with someone. He's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't time buying insurance. I just buy it. I just own it because I need it. Yeah, and you know, there's also diversifying within the assets. Um, again, I was I was listening to that great interview with Jim Rickards on Stansbury Research, and near the end, they they talked about you know where would you put your money right now, and he's talking about diversifying, and he was like, you know, if you own your real estate outright, right, precious metals, fine art, and I'm thinking as I'm listening to that, and of course, natural fancy colored diamonds. You want you want quality hard assets. Something that is sovereign, out of the banking system. This is portable wealth, very easy to, to transport. The, it's concentrated wealth. You could literally have a million dollars worth of diamonds in your hand, in the palm of your hand. So, you know, if you have funds to put away for, for a while that you don't necessarily need, then this is going to protect against inflation long term. And of course, given that the Argyle mine closed last year, pinks are completely gone. 
you can't even buy them from a wholesaler anymore. So if mm-hmm. you can get one, you know, if we have a if we have a client who's willing to give it up to someone else, then you know that's a great opportunity for you. So another market to consider, another market to look into. Wow, Jerry, we've covered a lot today. Dollar uh, the. The U.S. dollar de-dollarization, that coffin is yet more nails in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fast um, losing its status. You've got um, the market is really, really tight in precious metals. So I would encourage people to try to get involved early before it's probably too late in that market. Give us a call. Everything at Guildhall is physical. Remember, gold is the peak of an inverted pyramid these debts don't matter until they absolutely matter. So protect yourself. Make yourself sovereign. De-digitize your wealth and diversify. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another edition of The Real Money Show. Jerry, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, great chat. And thank you to all the listeners for joining us. And we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.